0: Alright guys, Chris Emte here with Diesel Performance Podcast and I'm here joined with Nick. Yeah buddy. And we're in a 4th Gen Dodge. Yeah we are. <laughs> so, we wanted to do an episode and we wanted to talk about a question a lot of guys bring up to us over at the shop and that's towing. What's good temperatures? What are bad temperatures? What's, you know, proper boost pressure? Uh, you know, drive pressures is a question that we get asked a lot of Sure. Um, and everything in between. So uh we're in a pretty cool truck it's hopped up it's got some upgrades and uh you know it's probably some of those upgrades i would consider to be like multifacet, right this thing's
1: you... a towing beast man <laughs> you got a built 68. yep you got a stealth 64 351 ve and a 10 millimeter stroker pump
0: yeah. and i mean this could be used in having fun on the weekends daily driver make some good dyno numbers um, but the versatility of these trucks, with some weight behind us, is is pretty impressive.
1: This thing is really wowing me. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> he, the wow face.
1: Wow is my wow face. <laughs> yes.
0: Don't bring this one out very often. So, what kind of trailer? What do we have behind us?
1: All right, so we got a dual tandem behind us, thirty-seven foot gooseneck trailer. Empty is about seventy-five hundred pounds. I got an eleven thousand five hundred pound machine on it. So, what is that? Pretty freaking heavy, 18, 19K. 18, 18 19 18,
0: 19,000.
1: Um, and then you got the truck at 8,000 pounds. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're fully grossed out, 26, somewhere around there probably.
0: In a three quarter ton truck. It's got the four link. It's got some airbags in the back, factory from got Ram factory for some airbags. assist. Yep. And um, one of the things that, you know, let's, let's just talk stock trucks right now. Okay. okay? I'm, a, I'm a novice entry level diesel guy. I just bought a truck. I'm buying a camper. Maybe the camper weighs something similar to what we have back here. It's a big ass camper. And guys start talking about what are my EGTs? What are EGTs that I should be looking at? When are they important and when are they not important? All right. When does that become a factor? Okay,
1: so EGTs are going to be a factor under heavy load. That's the time when you're working the turbocharger the most. That's the time when you should be watching EGTs. That's the time when the exhaust gas temps are heating up your oil okay. and all that stuff comes together, right? So. When I'm watching EGTs, I'm expecting, I don't even pay attention if they're under 900 degrees. Let the truck do whatever it wants. It's heating the cat up. If it's doing whatever process it's doing under 900 degrees, I don't really care. Once it starts cresting over 900 degrees, I'm like, okay, the truck is working. We're starting to get some use out of this turbocharger. You're gonna see the boost start to come in around 1050, 1100, the turbo should be seeing it. So we are working the turbocharger. Everything's happy and everything's happy up to 1250, 1300 degrees probably. Um, After we start to crest 1300, 1350, you're starting to put a lot of heat into the oil. So remember, you know, you got oil cooling the engine down. You got oil going through the turbocharger. The turbocharger is getting hot at 1350. Can the truck run there for a while? Sure, no problem. Can it run there sustained for a half hour straight? I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice, but you know, to each their own.
0: Well, once those temperatures start to creep up, like, they have the potential to go up even further oh, yeah. right so you, you oh, want to be cautious of that well we
1: know 1350 is not the ceiling right, right? i course. mean once you start to get in that 1400 1450 that is intermittent zone anything over that is okay only for intermittent times okay. and the hotter the shorter
0: and it takes one little grade trying to gain speed it takes one little thing for that 13 1400 to shoot up right usually yes. and usually there's going to be a correlation there at least when i'm generally driving I might not necessarily pay attention too much to EGTs depending on the truck, but on the newer stuff I pay attention to oil temp and coolant temp. There's gonna be a a, a direct correlation there. That
1: is the one thing that a lot of guys don't connect is oil temp. And coolant temp, of course, is connected to that. But oil temp is really important, especially on those trucks with piston squirters. You know, that oil is cooling the piston off and that is taking the boundary layer of of you know, the thermal boundary layer on the piston. and and expanding the buffer or not right so if you have really hot oil you can't cool the pistons off and that's when the pistons expand in the bores. you start seizing up cracking pistons cracking rings having really bad stuff happen
0: okay now one of the things next in line from egt talk is probably going to be a turbocharger operation okay there's the uh the simple boost pressure what kind of boost should i be making which is gonna be a variable depending on (laughs) you know the truck and the application right um but to me boost pressure really doesn't mean a whole lot unless you know the the background with drive pressure and how those two intersect with one another sure because there is good boost pressure there's also bad, bad boost pressure and either one of those have a correlation directly with drive pressure yes so talk to us a little bit what is what is that turbocharger looking like at that eight, nine hundred RPM under uh, you know, normal driving conditions yep. versus when you're towing in, getting into a load, hitting that grade? Sure. What's that performance so look your, like?
1: You said RPM. I think you mean EGT. So when you're below nine hundred yes. you know, EGT, turbocharger might be seven, thirteen pounds of boost, yep. you know, somewhere in that low single digits, that kind of area, you're not asking a lot out of the turbocharger. So you're not gonna see a lot of EGT. Um, it, you're basically just trying to keep the truck clean, trying to add whatever extra air you need to keep the truck moving. Towing, we're talking loaded, right? And that's, that's the guys who are towing. You're seeing 20 to 30 pounds, maybe 35 pounds of boost out of the truck. And yeah. that's when we're to be concerned, what is the drive pressure ratio? Especially on these variable geometry trucks, variable geometry turbocharger, which this truck is. Which means the turbocharger can call for boost by closing the exhaust housing up. When it does that, what happens to drive pressure?
0: Drive pressure is going to go up because the air escaping out of the exhaust is choked up. Right. Yeah. It has a yeah. small pathway to go through.
1: Exactly. So the the more closed those veins are, the more uh, that turbocharger is trying to work to get that energy, um, you know, into the and, and convert it to boost, the more upside down that ratio is. Okay. And that's, you know, efficiency wise, it's always less efficient. So if you see drive pressure numbers that are further away from boost, like right now, we're uh, 21 pounds of exhaust pressure, 14 pounds of boost, somewhere around there, 17, 13. You know, one and a half to one is pretty typical for a VVT. Sometimes it goes as high as two or two and a half to one during transient areas
0: or really low RP. And those types of drive pressures too, let's talk. That drive pressure isn't the plagued, oh my God, drive pressures are through the roof compared to right. what that looks like at 3,000 RPM under full boost and drive pressures are one to two.
1: Yeah, if drive pressures are way upside down during transient operation, that's not that big of a deal. If you're not there for very long. Um, you know, EGTs are gonna get hot, but, but things are moving. Yep. The truck's coming up on RPM, the vanes are gonna open, everything's going to be okay. It's when it sits there for a long time and you have upside down drive pressures. And by that, I mean like, 60 pounds of drive and 25 pounds of boost. Okay. That's when your EGTs are really gonna climb fast and you're gonna be kind of in the danger zone and really beating the turbocharger up.
0: And I feel like it's a potential depending on the truck setup and the tuning, you could have a truck that is potentially creating heat on its own aside from the load behind you because of the truck's engine operation. You know, yeah. the turbocharger needing to hit a targeted boost pressure, the vanes are clamping down, it's saying, hey, I want to see this, this is what needs to happen. And the, the truck, you know, I always call engines an air pump, right, mm-hmm. air in, air out. It's just fighting against itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and it's inefficient is really what you're saying. It's fighting against itself. It's using a lot of fuel to try and get the job done. And a lot of that fuel is being turned into heat. And that's just a bad mm-hmm.
0: thing. Now, compared to what we've seen on some like, let's say stock turbochargers, okay? What would you see under a a circumstance? You're hitting a grade, you're under a load, you know, 400, 450 horsepower truck. What are some of those uh, drive pressures look like, drive to boost compared to something that we would see on this charger on the truck with a modified exhaust side?
1: So a stock turbocharger is always gonna be biased towards towing performance. The the factory wants you to have great throttle response. They want you to have good low end performance. You know, that's all great. You're gonna have really good performance off idle. You're gonna have good mid-range, great towing performance. Um, So that stuff usually looks pretty good. And I would say, you know, in the 1.5 to one or less or 1.50 and less. With an aftermarket turbocharger, like a still 64, we're trying to give you the best of both worlds. And turbochargers, I always say, turbochargers are compromise. So if you want an extra 150 horsepower of overhead, if you want the truck to, instead of being able to make 490 horse, be able to make 650 horse, you're going to have to give up a little bit down low. Our goal is to make you give up the least amount down low and give you just enough up top to get you to your goal. So that's the balance, right? I mean, we don't want to build you an 800 horse turbocharger that performs awful down low, right? right? So down low, you're going to see probably a little bit more drive pressure out of the Stealth 64 to do its job. Up top, you're going to see less. You're going to see it perform better than stock, right? Because under high load, the Stealth 64 is going to outperform the stock turbocharger.
0: One of the things I noticed when we were back there and we were kind of hitting that little hill and you were gaining speed, EGTs were 900 similar to now, you know, you're talking 900, 1,000, you're gaining speed, you're kind of going up that hill and then those temperatures just start to come right back down once it it gets to its target.
1: Once it gets in its efficiency range, right? So you see me pull out. So the awesome thing about this turbo is the thing will pull from 1,350. Like It's got power way down low and we're 26,000 pounds combined vehicle weight. It's a lot of weight. So to, to have the turbo be able to pull from there is is a real asset. Uh, as RPM comes up, the turbocharger moves into its efficiency range. Mm-hmm. The vanes drop out of it. You see EGTs uh, start to start to come down, right? And then if I push it even further, you'll see EGTs come back up right, as the course. load comes up, right? But I mean, this is where this thing shines. It loves to be. You know, it's like what other aftermarket charger are you lug in at 1,450 RPM, 15 pounds of boost? You know, I can push it even further.
0: No. I mean, these it's
1: are 100 degrees, 20 pounds of boost. I mean, this thing is pulling a gross vehicle weight right now, and it's just
0: it's effortlessly just motor, man. Then get to the top of that hill, and now we're seeing those temperatures start to uh, kind of alleviate, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're coming you know, it's still coming up but engine speed. You know, we're staying in six yep. gear. If I was drop one gear, things would cool oh, right it, off. Done,
0: done, done yeah. deal. Now, you see so many times or I hear so many times about guys, they spec the truck, based off of a friend's recommendation or maybe a speed shop that, you know, they're more inclined to performance and not necessarily the towing aspect. And the setup can do it, but they're going into, oh, well, I have to downshift the truck or I have to run the truck manually in a different gear to make sure I am controlling EGTs never once on a trip like this are we playing with the tap shifter are we playing with the shifting and making the trans hold a certain gear we're basically telling the truck hey you're in tow haul hey your exhaust brakes on just go do your thing this
1: is a a stock shift point tune it actually has lower than stock lockup points so stock shift schedule no funny business with the with the trans tune i mean you can see the thing pulling fourteen hundred rpm uh yeah i mean it's really easy for Inexperienced shops to over spec a turbocharger. They, yeah. they want to wow you. They want you to be impressed with that top end pull with that, you know, they know you're going to want to buy that big wheel. You know, you want the, the biggest well, wheel. Bigger leaves. is better. Exactly. Yeah, bigger right? is better. But if this turbo makes 650 horse and another turbo makes 650 horse it's bigger and that's your goal is 650 horse, buy this. I always say buy the smallest turbo to get the job done. Yeah. That's going to make you the happiest.
0: It's all based on use and, and you know, the uh, what you aspire to the truck to perform like, right? Exactly. So what are some other things like when you're doing, when you're going in and you create a tune for a truck, let's say, or you're driving a truck and baselining that stock truck, aside from some of the key points that we looked at, what are some other things that you think of that needs needs to have that improvement under, yeah. under towing workload?
1: So to be specific to the HE351VE and 300VG, to be specific to late model RAM, I'm looking at the vein position. So when we're working these trucks hard stock, I'm looking at the vein position and these trucks need a lot of vein position. They need the the veins to be almost halfway closed to get a lot of performance out of them. And that's because the factory has this kind of relief built into the vein and you get into that relief and you start to drop boost and and really kind of get into a rough spot if you open the veins up. tuners know right if you're tuning if you're tuning for boost on a late model cummins you have to use you have to keep the veins closed partially at full throttle you can't go to zero percent vein so i'm looking at that and i'm thinking why like you know there's a lot left on the table here and so as we're designing this nozzle ring this vein assembly which is an exclusive to it, i want to take advantage of the whole zero to 100 range i don't want to be pigeonholed into 40 to 85 or 40 to 100 or whatever
0: and it's unique unique with the, the whole set chargers because the way they do their vanes are very different than what we've seen in the early model Garrett's. You know, it's completely different design. Yeah, it's completely different, you know, strategy. Yep. Um, it seems to me like this would be the more restrictive route, <laughs> you know, altogether. So when you see those yep. factory relief, uh, reliefs, you know, cut in and whatnot, you know, there's there's a reason for it. Right?
1: The reliefs are there for a reason. And, they're re- and the reason is to just be able to slow down the turbocharger speed, to be able to, uh, you know, keep the s- stock performance the way it's supposed to be. Um, this turbocharger is awesome for grade braking because of the way it's designed. Yeah. I mean, you you can hear on camera that this thing's got a main exhaust brake on it. It's the only one of the big three exhaust brakes that at full GBW, like really work. does the job. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: No, I've mean, just i always been one to like kind of be in tune with engine sound, you know, with yeah. when the engine's under a load. And this thing just seems like it's happy. Like it's not—it's not working too much to no, perform the task at hand.
1: It's a—it's a pleasure to drive, man. I mean, you—you know—you're seeing exhaust pre- pressure at 40 pounds yeah. and boost to 30, sometimes even better ratios than that. I mean, it's like this thing's just moving a ton of air. Uh, EGTs—you know—they don't get high. if you're over 2,000 degree, 2,000 RPM. The turbo's in its sweet spot. Yep. You're gonna have to be driving really obnoxiously oh, yeah. to get this thing hot.
0: Oh, definitely. Oh, that's super cool. You know, I'm excited to see what happens in the future with these things. I mean, these are such a promising truck. We're seeing more and more guys starting to modify these and do upgrades to these, probably because the cost of the truck is coming down slightly. They're getting a little older, a little bit more achievable. Yeah. You know, so it's cool to see, you know, like the new era of the diesel performance. You know, we played around with five nines for how many years? You know, we've been tuning these trucks for how many years? Now we're perfecting a lot of the yeah. other upgrades
1: yeah these trucks were always kind of you know the turbocharger was always kind of like the eh, it just doesn't do what it's supposed right. to do on these trucks and now we've got it opened up we've got our machining figured out we've got our nozzle ring figured out i mean i don't mean to like toot my own horn too much we had a lot of time and energy in this thing
0: yeah no horn and it, tooting.
1: It, it finally <laughs> like it finally does what i think it's supposed to do and yeah. I'm, I'm i'm really happy and am really it's a fun truck to tow with it's a fun truck to drive it's got great response i mean it's You can see it on the gauges man everybody watching this video is i'm leaning on this thing you can see you know making 40 pounds 41 pounds of boost and the turbo is just like yeah i'll take that give me more
0: one of the cool things too that you know that we have done and this is kind of one of the first uh times that we've done this is if you go on to calibrated's website you know DuramaxTuner.com, calibrated power We actually have a couple of templates to help guys out with tuning these turbochargers to once again, prove there's not a lot of crazy voodoo in the making this do what it's supposed
1: to. Yes, yes, thank you for bringing that up, Chris. Um, Because this turbo is different than anything else on the market, the tuning regimen is different than anything else on the market. So it's not difficult. We provide it for your tuner. If your tuner uh, has any experience whatsoever with this platform, they should have no problem at all implementing the changes we're asking for. Basically, we're just asking them to open the vanes up and allow the extra turbine space that we provided to be used so that we can lower drive pressure, so that we can in- increase boost, so we can improve efficiency. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a basic setup. It works. Pretty nasty.
0: Very good. I appreciate you taking the time. I know things are busy over at the shop and whatnot, but it was nice to be able to get this thing out on the road and kind of get some uh, real world kind of uh, first-hand experience, you know, for the listeners and the viewers. I love
1: driving it. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you riding along and seeing what it's like. And, you know, hopefully guys listening can see this is the real deal. If if you have a load like this and you want a high-performance late-model Ram, that's what we're doing. Very good. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: me, you get the leftovers. Sounds about right.